Welcome to another episode of Criminally Speaking. I'm Michelle Lee. And I'm Ray Dewallaby. Today we have an exciting interview that we want to share with you all. We were fortunate enough to make contact with Albert Jones, who's the actor that plays Agent Jim Barney in the Netflix show Mindhunter. We really appreciate the time that he took to speak with us. It was it was great, actually, and I think that you as the audience are going to learn a bunch about Albert Jones and Jim Barney and the way he acted everything out, and hopefully we can do more of this in the future. So without further ado, here is our interview with Albert Jones. Okay, we're here with Albert Jones, and if you'd like to say hello, Albert. Hello, hello world, how are you? And this is real. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into you personally first because we we watched the only video we could find, um, the theater video. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, your, if you want to give a little background in your theater history and your college Notre Dame, that we're we're good to open with that. Sure. Yeah. I uh, I was on my way to law school. Um, and started taking some acting theater classes uh, toward the end of my time at Notre Dame um, and kind of got bitten by that bug. Um, it was something that I had dabbled in a little when I was younger, but other things had taken priority, um, sports and, and things like that. Um, and so toward the end of my time in college, I started taking some classes and auditioned for grad schools. And I told myself that if I got in a good one, um, I would follow that. And and I got into the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco and never looked back. I went there, um, had a great three years, got my MFA. And right after graduating, I moved to New York and uh, started working on anything and everything I could uh, get an audition for, get mm-hmm. cast as, um, yeah, and, and went for it from there. So what, which was your first, your very first? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I, I, you know, it's, it's funny because I've done everything from, you know, commercial work to industrial films to... You know, we do we do readings, we do workshops. Um, How about this? How about, what was the first when you knew it was real? The very first role you landed, say, even on stage or whatever. That that when you were like, all right, this is it. Yeah, um, I remember being in New York and uh, early on and doing a couple of uh, jobs here in the city, but there was a regional job that I got um, doing a production of Much Ado in Portland, Oregon. And um, at the time, that felt like a big step to me because um, it felt like I was embarking on that kind of actor's life of uh, traveling for work and um, setting up shop and doing your best and then kind of leaving and coming back to New York and looking for more work again. and. From that job, uh, you know, 
I got another one. I went off to go do uh, the piano lesson in Cleveland and, and just started that kind of that kind of lifestyle of uh, taking jobs out of town, traveling on the road, um, and, and working at your craft and getting um, better and better over time. And uh, what was your, your, I know you were in Fringe as witness number one. Uh, yes, that's so, right. Yes, I found that. I used to watch yeah. Fringe faithfully so i see the the anatarv and like these these people seem to be working in similar situations so um i don't know if that had anything to do with leading into mindhunter um like connections that way often no often you are uh auditioning for anything that they'll let you audition for and um, (laughs) yes and fringe was uh was a great experience. I don't think I told Anna that I was on that show. Are you um, serious? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't bring that up. Well, now um, you have to. <laughs> you know, it, it was one of those moments where you know, if you don't say it, as soon as you see the person, then it becomes <laughs> awkward as time goes on. Yeah, and yeah, we never. Know. <laughs> I never had the courage to bring it up after that. Maybe she'll hear this. Well, yeah, hopefully, it. it would be great if she hears this. <laughs> Anything you've been in a lot of great shows. Like I was a huge fan of the night of on HBO. That was a great yeah. show. So uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, we know you were in that. And of yeah. course lead that leads us up to mind Hunter. Um, so you did, you were first introduced. The character of agent Jim Barney was introduced in season one. Um, what did you know at the time that you would be back for season two or did, did you not know? I had an inkling that um, that they were going to bring me back, uh, but there was so much time, as you know, in between season one and season two that right. you know it, it made me nervous the whole time. I mean, I hear the fans talk about how it was excruciating for them, but for me, it was like, is this going to happen? Are they really going to bring me back? Are they going to change the line? Is the show going to go in a different direction? All these different scenarios were running through my head, um, and it wasn't until I. I got the call that my option was getting picked up and that they were bringing me back that I could kind of let it sink in and uh that had to be a re- great moment and too. relax it wasn't even it wasn't even like a uh celebratory moment it was kind of like a relaxation or yes. a, uh, a a weight lifted off my shoulder of just like the stress of wondering if I was going to get back to uh to work there yeah that has to be tough we um we're glad we're super glad they brought you back we've talked about this before you're each both ray and i you're our favorite character we just love well that's i mean that's that's what kind of we had the conversation michelle actually reached out to you as i was probably writing to her that we should reach out to you (laughs) because i have to tell you I mean, I, I love the characters. I love all the characters. But when you came on with your facial expressions, <laughs> so, so the facial expressions got me. And the way you sat and looked at, say, Junior Pierce's reactions and that right there, I was like, and then you just put the mallow cups down. I'm uh-huh. like, this is amazing because you did all of it with your face. Yeah. So, and most of the scenes, it's the looks that you throw that are amazing. Wow. 
Yeah, another one of my favorite scenes that you did that with just a look was when you and Holden were in the car when you were scoping out in Atlanta the the bridges, and yeah. he <laughs> took his tie took off. Took his tie off. And straightened it, and you just had this look on your face like, oh, Like, my what God. is wrong with you? It was hilarious. <laughs> and, and it's good to have those moments, those, like, light moments where you can chuckle because it's such dark material. Well, uh, True. going back to the first season when you were introduced, your character wasn't really there yet. Right. So right. exactly. My question um, to you would be, did you have any idea of who the character really was at that point? I... Uh, so in the first season, I kind of did as much research uh, on the characters in the book Mindhunter as I could. Mm-hmm. And in the book, there's a there's a man um, who I decided I could kind of base it on um, for the first go-round. And then the second go-round, um, it was more about immersing myself in the, the culture of the South and the research... Um, into the the killers, but also what it means to be an FBI agent at that time, a black mm-hmm. FBI agent mm-hmm. in the South at that time, um, and really being specific with um, uncovering the history of uh, of Atlanta and and really delving into that. That helped me kind of build the character that way. And I tried to stay in that world as much as possible. You know, in my time away, I would. You know, watch a lot of documentaries about the time and, and really just try to stay in the world and hope that that would translate um, to the screen. Uh, and, and the writing is, is so great. There's so, there's so much there for us to mine as actors that it was, you know, a lot of it is really giving yourself over to being able to listen and just be present there and um, that's and that's exactly yeah. what you conveyed yes because yeah. and uh, all those reactions and, and those kind of things um are gonna happen uh naturally there aren't anything that you need to you know kind of calibrate um thankfully with material like this you can kind of let that do the work for you just just watching but just watching your face react as like certain things the the disgust or the <laughs> the quizzical looks or everything like that that's that's definitely yeah. stand out because you didn't have to say a word yeah and you you were, you were involved in a lot of powerful moments in season two such as you and I talked about this I told you on Twitter this was my favorite scene with you when you and Holden are in the car and he's talking about how black and white shouldn't matter and yeah. you're like but, but it, it does. does. It, right. That was such a powerful moment, and it's also you know timely. It's yes. Well, I think yeah. Um, so much of that. So much of uh, so much of that is still timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially said, now, today, um, and, and so uh, I remember. I remember filming that scene, um, and David actually was working with us on that, and. Uh, you know, when you're working with someone like him, he gives you the time uh, to really delve into it. And we're going to do several takes, and we're going to do a lot of, you know, different angles on it. And it's going to give you a chance to really find all those those moments, those points, and the, the nuance. Um, yes. So, you know, again, I, I give it up to the material and, and, and the creative team. Yeah, yeah, the writing is amazing, and it's got to be 
so awesome to work with David Fincher. Bray and I both are huge Fincher fans. Well, he's, uh, well he works like Kubrick. Kubrick was the same way. Take after yeah. take after take after take. And yeah. But what he gets, and it's it's completely amazing. He's like one of my, he is probably one of my favorite directors that are, that's still alive. Yeah. Um, Me too, hands down. Hands yeah. down. I was the guy, I was telling another uh, interviewer that, uh, you know, I was the guy who would watch uh, his films. I'd watch Seven and Seven. Then go back and watch it with the commentary on again, and, and really, you know, take that as um, you know some kind of masterclass and, and absorb yeah. as much as I could from from that back in the day. And uh, to be on set and to be working with him um, really lived up to what I had thought it would, um, what I thought it would be. It was it was great. It was meticulous, but it was natural and uh, organic, and you know. The, the thing about the, the number of takes, um, it reminds me of theater work and that, you know, when you're doing a show on stage, you're, you're often doing eight performances a, a week, right? right? You're, you're going in over it and over it and over it again, but you're always trying to find something new. You're trying to go deeper with it, another mm-hmm. angle, you know, another, another layer. And that's what I took away from working with him is that that's what he's doing. Um, he's, he's just going deeper every time. And, you know, the end product speaks for itself, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know um, whether or not... No, we, we read that, that David Fincher said that the series is imagined to go five, five seasons. seasons. Um, do you know whether or not you'll be in all five? I'm sure you probably can't say, but I figure it's worth asking. Uh, I know nothing. <laughs> I know, you know nothing. nothing. So um, you know, I, you don't even is, know this is one of those. Season. This is one of those things where you really take the moment for what it is and you you know you, you try to stay present with it because you don't know what's going to happen around the corner right um, we didn't learn a lot about um jim about agent barney's personal life so have true. you have you put any thought into that have you had any discussions with um david fincher or the writers about his background or is it just kind of you are um given the liberty to try to create it yourself and, and yeah i mean i i again i i started with the book as my foundation right. um and you know anytime you're approaching any character you're going to make some backstory up and you hope that it you know kind of lives within the world that the script dictates um mm-hmm. and so i have ideas of of his uh personal life and where he's coming from and his point of view and uh, his experiences, um, uh, and we'll see if they if they come to fruition or not. I I, I would hope. I think That's the I, can say. I think the uh, only thing I can glean from it was when you said that the wife likes to cook breakfast for you and i think that's the <laughs> right. only thing that's that's personal at all yep <laughs> that's right that's the only thing yes and you know what's you know what's kind of interesting about season two is we were taking a look at the personal lives of of the agents um in more detail i, I guess in season one we saw holden's uh personal life with his girlfriend and mm-hmm. such but mm. uh this season we saw more of dr carr and, and more of tension oh, yeah yes know, that personal life and, yeah <laughs> you know that really flushes out their characters and you know brings more depth to you know their performances and, and allows us to kind of empathize with them even more 
Oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. I like I, I was yelling at the screen a lot. Yeah, we were very upset with Nancy. <laughs> Nancy was not my favorite. We're not gonna person. like spoil anything, but Nancy was. Yeah, especially yeah. The last scene was like it was gut wrenching because. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who goes to work and he has values and he loves his wife. And then when that last scene happens, I'm like, oh my god, I was yelling at the screen. I'm like, <laughs> I felt so horrible for his character. But that's like, I'm, I feel invested in, like, especially with you and yeah. with with Bill Tench and Holden. I mean, Holden is like, the, Holden is amazing. The character of Holden is amazing, and the way he's portrayed is yeah. just. I mean, but it, it all works. The ensemble works together. It, it's I I have to say it's flawless. It's to a me. perfect. It's, it's close flawless. to a perfect show as I've seen. With the, the, every single actor is perfectly cast. The writing is phenomenal. The cinematography, everything. So let's switch gears a little bit to the true crime mm-hmm. aspect of the show. Yeah. Um, were you interested in true crime at all? Did you know anything about crime? Was it something you followed or? Um, I've become uh, more <laughs> interested. Just, you know, when you go down that kind of rabbit hole of research and you start reading about one killer, you know, you're, you're exposed to this whole other world that yes. I frankly did not pay much attention to. Um, but I have done a lot of research um, and have, have, you know, learned a lot. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's dark material. Is that is that difficult for you to like to to go so deep into the dark places of humanity? I guess. I mean, these I are mean, like probably the scariest it, among us. You know. Yeah, it can. I mean, it can be frightening. It can be, um, you know, it it can be. Yeah, it can be really really scary material, um, and uh, you know, it makes you. <laughs> it gives you some perspective on on what's important in life. Now, certainly, yeah, because when you read about these tragedies, I, I mean, um, yeah. So I, I definitely learned a lot. I um I read that Holt, who plays Bill Tench, that he had um, reached out to Son of Sam in a letter, and that he didn't hear back from him. I was just curious: had you done anything like that, where you tried to talk to any of these, um, like Wayne Williams, for instance? No, I, I didn't go that far. Um, I don't know that anyone can touch um, Holt's um, uh, knack for research. I mean, I, you know, I thought I did a lot, but he, <laughs> he went above and beyond uh, uh, what was called for. And, you know, again, that's the kind of work that you want to do when you get to work on material like this. Um, uh, I listened to podcasts about Wayne Williams I read um, you know books on the Atlanta child murders I read um, what I can get my hands on for even some killers that we don't really profile in this in this season um, just to kind of you know immerse myself in, in that world in that language and um, mm-hmm. what it you know what it takes for the people that are you know tracking them down you know how, how does it affect their lives um, there's a lot of there's a wealth of material out there. Oh yeah. Were you able to to talk to any of the agents that were in the behavioral science unit? No, I I did not. I understand that some of the uh, actors have had contact. I know Holt again has, um, but for for me um, that was not 
the avenue that I approached it with. Mm-hmm. Well, you approached it however you yeah, did it. Yeah, whatever you're doing, it's working. It's so. working. <laughs> Good. Like I Good. said, it's like the we both we were both on the same page with contacting you just because it was like we were floored by what we saw, and it was like the subtleties. It's the subtleties. So and, and fan I'm, I'm reaction, really fan response to you has been yeah. overwhelmingly positive. I've seen a lot of comments on Twitter. So you you don't know about season three at all? No, I don't. I, I, I wish I did. Uh, I would assume. Yeah, of course it would. What I heard was, I, I guess what you had heard, is that originally uh, the idea was if, the, for the show to run five seasons, but I don't know what that would entail for uh, for me or, or really any of the characters. What well, that means? It must be difficult to like assess your workload um, because. It is. Um, but this is the kind of thing that it's worth waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. and, uh, well, as long as you can uh, wait it out, that's the thing. It's like oh. I don't know. I, I would we, be nervous. We think you should be a household name. We were talking about this earlier. Absolutely. And uh, we feel like this is going to be like the vehicle that propels you there. So uh, You guys are very kind. I, 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 I will say that, um, you know, I, I obviously owe uh, a debt of gratitude to David Fincher for, you know, putting me in this. Um, and, you know, he's a kind of filmmaker who has given a lot of people chances. Yes. You know, you... you, you Look over his his resume, his filmography, and you'll see a lot of people got uh, a break uh, because of him. And, yep. and uh, he's courageous enough to reach out and pluck someone like me from uh, the casting net. And uh, I, I'm uh, I owe him a lot of gratitude. Yeah, and we do too. Yeah, we do too. It's, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Once the once Mindhunter came out and I we watched the first season, I was like, I actually I think I texted you and said you need to see this. Yeah, you, need you were to like, see this. this show was made for you. And, and <laughs> it took her till till this year to watch it. But well, I mean that's because I'm a single mom and I'm yeah, busy, but. but. You still, yeah. but I did. I did watch the whole thing, and once I started, it was like an obsession. I now was like, she's going I don't to know be binging be so season long. two again. Yeah. <laughs> Because last night I just sat and watched your scenes. <laughs> oh, did just, you? Yeah, I did. I, I was... The, there's one... The, obviously, the, the key scene to me was when you went to the airport. Right. And you went... Right. And you just crossed Williams' father. Now, it, it bothers me that... I realized that was the, that was the key moment that got him arrested. It's because he became a flight risk, but exactly. he, his father knew something. Yeah, I mean, you know, what was he there checking into uh, international flights for? Right, to, exactly. Uh, get his son out of harm's way. Um, it, you know, it, it's th- this case. Obviously, um, there are so many unknowns. Um, I understand that they're, you know, looking at the case again. So we'll, After forty we'll years. And I yeah. think I think it's because of this. I've heard a lot of people over the years say, you know, they weren't certain of his guilt and uh-huh. that there was a big racial component to right. it. So you know, right. there are definitely questions. So it's interesting to see it What bothers me the most about the way it ends in reality is the families. 
Mm-hmm. The families, all those mothers that have unanswered questions, mm-hmm. and that's, I feel that mm-hmm. I feel that the ball was dropped so bad that mm-hmm. there should have been way more resources because those are people, they're, they're children, there's families, there's mothers, there's fathers, brothers and sisters that they, they just don't have answers, and that that is probably one of the most disturbing things ever. Yeah, and when you don't have closure, you you, you really can't. Um, you know, proceed with your life. That's right. right exactly. And this you crosses know? all lines. That there's no, there's no reason why it shouldn't have happened. There should have right. been, there should have been people. And that's a lot of children. That's twenty-seven children. Yeah. Right. And that's that's twenty-seven children that made the official list. I yeah. Mean, right. There were uh, there were other cases that, for political reasons, for whatever reasons, didn't make that official list. But um, circumstances are similar. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot to to consider um, with this particular case. One thing I appreciated about uh, season two is it didn't try to um, simplify how complex uh, this case was and continues to be um, from a social, uh, racial, economic mm-hmm. uh, level. Um, there's a lot of things at play uh, and doesn't come up with an easy answer because there are no easy answers no the reason that we feel uh in the end uh frustrated as audience members is because the families are frustrated and it's not a satisfying ending for anyone because there is no closure no and especially when you have someone like holden's character who's completely distraught because they're like we got to take a victory lap it's like no (laughs) no there's no victory there was no victory Right. Exactly. Were were the family members involved in the production at all? Like, did they have any say in how they were portrayed? I'm sure a lot of them are still with us. Um, I'm not sure how the writing department went around uh, around that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't come into contact with any on set, uh, but it was a closed set, so that wouldn't have been, um, you know, a natural thing. Right. Just curious about that because it's such sensitive and obviously to these people it's so personal. And yeah. Um, for the rest yeah, of exactly. us, it's a TV show, but that's their real lives. So right, I exactly. Their lives. And yes. and that's the thing. I re- I realize there's there's fictional lines drawn here. There's, but um, it did like especially this season. It opened my eyes to the Atlanta thing. I think I was like 11 years old when they actually caught him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I didn't have the insight that I do now and I didn't have the understanding that I do now. And I were like, when this, when it ended, I was like flabbergasted. It's because this is after 40 years, now they're reopening the cases. Exactly. Like 40, exactly. 40 years, like two generations. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those families have waited a long time to get definitive answers. They deserve answers. Yeah. And I hope they get them. Yes, I, I really do. Yeah. So, one last question. Do you have anything coming up we should be aware of? Um, nothing to report as of yet. Um, I am uh, auditioning um, and hoping to to get something that, you know, lives up to this, which will be a hard, <laughs> hard thing to accomplish because this was uh, just a, a dream. I mean, from the creative team to the crew it was just the kind of set that you walk on and and you know that you're in uh excellent hands and uh and amongst 
the best. Yeah, what an amazing like experience to take with you. Everything that you've learned. It's, it's just gonna yeah, make you absolutely, even better. absolutely. Um, you, you, you. I learned a lot about just filmmaking in that way. Um, it was a, it was a master class for me. Definitely, it's like and. You worked for Fincher once, so who's to say that there's not a film in your future with Fincher? In That's it? right. Hey, hey, your lips to God's ears, or for your lips to his ears. Hey, and and my movie ticket purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to thank great. you so much for making the time to come talk to us today. It was an absolute pleasure pleasure to speak with you, and we learned a lot. Thanks for 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 your time. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. <laughs> not at all. Alrighty. Well, we will talk to you. I'll I'll get back to you on Twitter. I'll let you know when it's posted, and I'll send you the link so you can check it out if you want. Please do. And yeah, please do. I'm I'm anxious to hear. Feel, Great. Thank feel, you so much. Feel free to share it. <laughs> Thank, I will. I will yeah. do that. All right. Thank, Thank you very you much. Thank you so much. Have a great Thanks, rest of your day. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was Albert Jones, and we hope you enjoyed learning more about him and the character. Um, we want to give you the opportunity to follow him on social media. So his Twitter and his Instagram are the same name. It's Albert Jones NY for New York for New York. And he can also be found on Facebook if you search Albert Jones actor and he will keep you up to date on what he's got going on. It was a lot of fun for us. Right, right. Absolutely. This is this was like um, we both were probably thinking the same time that it would be great to contact him, and then Michelle actually actually he contacted you because you you tweeted out about him and how cool he was and the character Jim Barney on Mindhunter, and then he just replied to you. Yeah, he's really interactive with his fans on social media, so. I recommend following him. He's a really great guy, as you just heard. You just heard that, and hopefully we'll be hearing a lot more from him And season three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. According to David Fincher, there's going to be five. So I, I'm really hoping there's a Jim Barney in, a, in three more seasons of Mindhunter. Me too. So thanks for spending time with us and checking out our interview with Albert Jones. And we hope you enjoyed it and have a good rest of your day. And stay safe and pay attention to detail. See you next time.